You are Locked On Magic, your daily podcast on the Orlando Magic, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. And you are indeed Locked On Magic. Today is June 7th, 2019. My name is Philip Ross, and I'm the expert and site editor over at OrlandoMagicDaily.com. Of course, follow me on Twitter at PhilipRR underscore OMD. On today's episode of Locked On Magic, we'll talk about the free agency class of 2020. And why that that is the reason why the Magic are probably going to have to be a little bit more assertive and aggressive this summer, despite their limited cap room. As we continue looking ahead to free agency a little bit more, as that's going to play such a huge role in what the Magic can do this year, and of course, heading into the 2020 season. But before we get to any of that, I do want to remind you all that you can check out all the great podcasts on the Locked On Podcast Network by searching on iTunes for Locked On and the team you are looking for. Just like this podcast covering the Orlando Magic with excruciating detail, there's a podcast covering every single team in the NBA with the same level of care, too. We're currently going through the Locked On, po- Locked On Podcast Network's NBA mock draft. Uh, I, I am you know, in the process of making my pick. Uh, the 16th pick has come and gone. I've traded off the pick. I'll explain what I did and, and why I did it when I come up in the Locked On NBA mock draft. And when that airs, I'll also explain it a little bit here on this show. So you have that to look forward to. But if you want to follow the Locked On NBA mock draft as it takes place um, in the next couple of weeks, because we're officially now two weeks away from the NBA draft, follow Locked On NBA. The NBA Finals, of course, still going on game four Friday night. You can check out Locked On Warriors and Locked On Raptors for the latest on the NBA Finals. And of course, Locked On Fantasy Basketball has all your fantasy basketball needs covered there too. You can find all these great podcasts on iTunes just by searching for Locked On and the team you're looking for. Or head to the Himalaya app and follow the podcasts there, including Locked On Magic. The Himalaya app is a great new app that allows you to put all your podcasts in one place. They suggest different podcasts for you that you may want to start listening to and discover as well, as well as allow you to create playlists so you can go seamlessly from podcast to podcast. The Himalaya app is the home of the Locked On Podcast Network. Download it today. And of course, the Locked On Podcast Network, it's your team every day. As we've talked about free agency here on the show and begun looking ahead, there's been kind of two paths that we've kind of gone down and and thought about here. The first path is obviously the Magic's own free agents, Nikola Vucevic and Terrence Ross. And it's very possible that the Magic re-sign them and and kind of roll roll back with them. Then there's the path of, well, what happens if you don't keep those guys? What happens if they make if they ask for a little more money than you're willing to spend on them? Where do you go from there? And what can the Magic do from there? And that's honestly still a, a huge question, a huge question mark for this team because there are still so many moving pieces with what the Magic are trying to accomplish and what the Magic are trying to do. This is still ostensibly a rebuilding team, a young team that's kind of figuring itself out and and looking for internal development. And honestly, internal development is still the best way for this team to get better. It isn't through free agency. It's through internal development. It's through Jonathan Isaac, you know, kind of taking that leap. Aaron Gordon taking that leap. Mo Bamba becoming a starter caliber player. All those things will make the magic better. And that doesn't even talk about Markel Fultz. This team has not reached its potential, but it's also very difficult to determine how close to this team's potential this team really is, despite last year's playoff berth. And yes, it is still extremely uncertain that Nikola Vucevic will be back on the team. But we know also, but we know the realities of the situation too. 
Orlando has a lot of money committed to three players especially, uh, and not a lot of maneuverability under the cap. If they renounce every free agent they have, they'll be at about $23 million in cap room. They can add another 12, I think, another 11 actually, to get to 34, which gets you to max cap space. So it is possible for the Magic to be players in free agency this summer. The question is, will they? And as we talked about earlier this week, there are signals that they will. There's reports uh, from from at least one outlet that the Magic will try and talk to Kemba Walker. There's reports that the Magic will be among the teams ready to offer D'Angelo Russell in restricted free agency. And with the Brooklyn Nets deal uh, on Tuesday, or on Thursday, sorry, uh, to, to trade Alan Crabb, the Nets have opened up what looks like another max cap spot, which might squeeze Russell out of the picture if they are able to get a Kyrie Irving or a Kevin Durant or whoever they're chasing, a Jimmy Butler, Tobias Harris, who knows. There's going to be a lot going on, and Orlando is obviously preparing themselves to follow every track possible. And I, I've said this repeatedly now, the Magic have to prepare for both these eventualities and figure out which one is the right path to go down first. Because you can't go down both. You know, you can un, you can only unring the bell with Timothy Mozgov once. You can only, you know, you're obviously talking to Nikola Vucevic. You don't want him to feel like he's not wanted. There's a lot you got to do and a lot of cap machinations that have to be played out and, and tinkered with. And it's not easy, but it's doable. But seeing as Orlando is a rebuilding team, seeing as Orlando still feels like it's it's on the way up, it, it still feels, honestly, a bit early to be playing the free agency game. Most Magic fans, and, and I would be among them, uh, remember the, the, the summer of uh, 2016, four years ago, or three years ago, when the Magic get, got a lot of cap room and decided to push all in on free agents, signing Bismack Biombo and DJ Augustine and, and Jeff Green. And honestly, the Magic are in the cap situation they're in now because of that summer. Because of the money they spent that summer to, to, to try and bolster the roster kind of overnight. Your free agency strategy has to be smart. Free agents should supplement what you already have on the roster unless you're getting a pure max guy. They shouldn't be the roster. Because inevitably with free agents, you overpay. That's just the reality of free agency. But it's also clear Orlando needs a boost. They, 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 they really shouldn't roll back with the same roster. They, they need to keep getting better and keep pushing to get better and, yeah, supplement the roster with some better players if they can. And that's why this year's free agency is, is going to be vital. Because next year's free agency isn't. Now, with Timothy Mozgov's contract theoretically coming off the books, Orlando does come into a little bit of cap room next year. Even if they give Nikola Vucevic a $20 million contract, they're right back in the same spot they are today. And with the cap expected to rise to, I think it's $112, million, $114 million, and, you know, another pretty sizable spike. With the cap expected to rise again, Orlando would be in position for max cap space next summer, even if they brought Vucevic back. Even if Fournier takes his option, honestly, 
they're, they're still in good shape to add a significant player next summer. So if, you know, the way that I looked at it initially, the way that I looked at it at the start was Orlando could probably afford to wait a little bit. That this summer is not the summer to strike in free agency. There are so many free agents anyway. Nearly half the league is free agent eligible this year. That this summer wasn't the right summer for free agency. But rather, it was 2020 or 2021 when the Magic would be developmentally more ready to take on a free agency risk. But the truth of the matter is, the Magic can't afford to wait. It has to be this year. Because next year, at least at the Magic's positions of need, there aren't many players to write home about. Looking at the point guards that are eligible to be free agents in 2020, you've got Mike Conley, who has an early termination option that he's not turning down. $34.5 million dollars. Ain't turning that down. He's not going to get that on the market. Kyle Lowry becomes a free agent. He's getting paid north of $30 million. He's slowing down a lot. Is that a guy you want to spend a long-term contract on, a four-year, 80-something million dollar contract on? DeMar DeRozan and Gordon Hayward become free agents, but are you going to put the money down for them? And, And the Magic probably aren't going to be necessarily within that massive price range. Outside of that, even role players, potential starters, there isn't a lot to offer in 2020. And so if the thought process is, now is not the time for free agents, we'll we'll wait for the next run, that's the wrong approach. Timing is everything. Having cap room in the right summer matters too. And 2020 is not the right summer. It's just absolutely not the right summer. And so, really what happens this year for a lot of teams is they're setting themselves up for the next two years. The 2020 season and the 2021 season. And that's the cold reality of the free agency class this year. The roster Orlando ends up with by the end of this summer is probably largely going to be the roster they'll end up with for a little while. And so sitting on your hands and 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 kind of being idle isn't going to cut it anymore for Jeff Weltman. If he's gonna make this team better, he's gotta make it better now. And, you know, I was inspired to look into this because of that D'Angelo Russell rumor. I don't know if the Magic are really going to chase D'Angelo Russell. And and I think there there are are definitely risks to it. He seems like a—I mean, obviously he's an all-star player and he's a very, very good player and probably would be the best point guard the Magic have had, certainly since Jameer Nelson, probably since Penny Hardaway. Maybe Steve Francis. Steve Francis was better in a Magic uniform than than people give him credit for. At least that first year. The second year, he he was— he didn't want to be there. So I, I'm not 
going to be against going after D'Angelo Russell, even with Markel Fultz waiting in the wings. I don't think that's a terrible idea. But Orlando's got to do something this summer. Now, that something might very well be keeping Nikola Vucevic. That something this summer very well might be keeping Terrence Ross or or adding kind of veteran players to kind of hold the boat steady for those two years. I don't think it would be crazy if you let, let Vucevic walk, if you go after a Brook Lopez. Or honestly, if it makes sense, I think I've pitched this on, on this podcast before, give DeMarcus Cousins a two-year contract on a smaller salary. See if he can, re, you know, let him get healthy. Let him work and get healthy and see if he can give you a lot. And, and I think I think there'll be issues there. I'm not saying you should do that, but kick the, kick the idea around. I mean, I certainly can trust their decision-making with the Isaiah Thomas decision that they made. Go after a, you know, maybe if you, do, you don't land one of the big fish point guards. A player like Ricky Rubio or Goran Dragic would certainly bolster the point guard position for Orlando, and then you'd have potential to trade a, uh, you know, get something for DJ Augustine in the trade market as an expiring contract or as a backup point guard until Markel Fultz is ready. There is certainly a lot the Magic can do. They can certainly still make not a sizable splash, but still make the team better with the assets and the resources they have available to them this year. And, you know, honestly, they could run the team back if they feel that confident. If they feel that confident that internal development will help the team maintain their spot in the playoffs and push them higher and higher. That's certainly within the realm of possibility. But what is clear to me after studying this, after looking at the free agency class of 2020, is that sitting on your cap space, if you're really trying to compete, now like the Hawks, they're not trying to compete. They're, they're going to slowly marinate and develop. They're willing to take on salary and take on dead money to, to gain additional assets. The Magic aren't there anymore. The Magic are looking to maintain and grow. They're not looking to kind of sit back and rebuild and let things marinate. They want to grow. They want to keep pushing forward. They don't want to lose their place in line at this point. And so they've got to be aggressive and assertive and ambitious this summer. I know I've been sitting here, and I think I've told people this, I don't anticipate the Magic to make a ton of moves this offseason. As I've begun to study this a little bit more, I'm coming off that. I think the Magic need to be ambitious and need to be aggressive this summer, looking for opportunities that others might miss. Like the other four teams, jumping in on D'Angelo Russell early in the offseason, if that's truly the target, is an aggressive, assertive move this team would need to make. Because the Nets want to deal with the big fish first. They're going to try, they'll probably try and convince Russell not to take any offer before they get their big fish done. If the Magic truly want Nikola Vucevic back, they got to get it done early. 
and they got to be aggressive about who they want. I'm sure the Magic have their wish list. I'm sure the Magic have already, if not they're debating it, already know who they want to talk to at 6 p.m. on June 30th. This isn't the time to sit idly by. With the way the Magic played last season, this is the time to be aggressive. Because the team needs it to make the steps forward that they want to make. And here it's important again to, to kind of reiterate something that I think I've, I've said on several occasions. That, you know, we can look at all these moves and all these decisions and, and, and everything else. We can look at we can look at all of it. And and it still comes down to one thing. Because like I've said. This is still a rebuilding team. This is still a team getting better and trying to improve as much as they can. And it's still not 100% certain that they will make the playoffs again. They have to be careful about so many things. And so every decision that they make has to be carefully measured and carefully thought out. Because while the Magic are trying to accomplish something in the present, they're still trying to accomplish something in the future too. And every decision they make has to have that long-term vision in in mind. I think I've said this last year. If every move they make, they have to understand how it will affect their ultimate vision. If they believe Markel Fultz is the point guard of the future, D'Angelo Russell's not the guy they should go after. They should go after a veteran to keep the boat steady. Trade DJ Augustin and make sure Fultz has opportunity to play and opportunity to grow on the court, again, assuming he's healthy. If they believe Mo Bamba is the future at center, signing Nikola Vucevic to a four-year deal could certainly slow his growth, keep him from making the starting lineup. And tie the books when the Magic might need to break free a little bit. These are all things the Magic have to consider as they're looking to improve the team today. How does every acquisition, how does every move I make, make the team better now? And make the team better further on down the road? Those are the big questions. And always the answer needs to be, how does this affect the ultimate vision of the team? Now, I'm someone who who truly believes as well that having better players and more good players is never a bad thing. I don't think there's much of an issue of re-signing Nikola Vucevic, even with Mohamed Bamba there, because having more good players makes you better. Makes the team better, makes players better. And then ultimately, 
you can sort out rotation problems and log jams later. It's not like Mo Bamba isn't playing. I get that a lot, that, that the Magic didn't play Bamba enough, and I'm like, no, they played him exactly how much they needed to play him. Because ultimately, you still want it to contribute to winning. You don't want it to impede winning, and, and you could argue that maybe that it did. But eventually, Bamba, you hope, grows out of that and grows into a bigger role. And so again, everything has to have this long-term vision in mind. Every decision has to be working toward what this team will ultimately be. And really, only a few people know what that vision is. It's Jeff Waltman, John Hammond, and their staff, and the Magic staff. So far, they've made moves around the margins. Their big draft picks have clued into what they ultimately believe this team can be and what this team should be. But we still haven't seen it come to fruition. We still haven't seen the whole picture yet. And it's very easy to muddy that picture, especially with the short-term success the Magic had last year. But there's still obviously a lot of work to do to get to that ultimate goal. And that's, that's really what all these off-season questions get at at the end of the day, is reaching that long-term vision. I want to thank you all again for listening to today's episode of Locked on Magic. Of course, find us on Twitter at Locked on Magic. Subscribe to the podcast on iTunes, Stitcher, TuneIn, and all the fun places to download podcasts to your podcast-enabled listening device. You can find me on Twitter at R underscore OMD. And of course, follow the podcast as well on the uh, Himalaya app. The Himalaya app is a great app that suggests podcasts to you. It literally suggests new podcasts for you based on your likes and what you listen to and who you follow. It's a fantastic app. If, if you're a fan of podcasts, definitely check it out today. Himalaya, the home of the Lockdown Podcast Network. And of course, for the latest on the Orlando Magic, be sure to check out orlandomagicdaily.com. That's going to do it for me today. I want to thank you all again for listening to today's episode of Locked on Magic. For Orlando Magic Daily and Locked on Magic, this has been Philip Ross and Reich. I'll see you all again next time for another episode of Locked on Magic. You are Locked on Magic, your daily Orlando Magic podcast. Part of the Locked on Podcast Network, your team every day.